Paul Antonelli here. Welcome to another episode of the Ideal Business Podcast. It's all about helping you shape, create, transform your business into your ideal business. I'm currently uh, on the road, still on the road in Northern Territory in the top end of Australia uh, at a campsite. This is a place called Whistle Duck Creek, which is out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, You can see my rig in the background. Got a defender and a camper van. Just came in here last night. So this is the spot where this podcast is being delivered to you from, just to set the scene. Okay, scenes. What am I talking about today? Um, I've been asked a few times, where does the name Invisbiz come from? And this is, uh, this is uh, Invisbiz is the... Uh, is my business that helps business owners create their ideal businesses. And uh, it's an interesting name. Uh, In essence, it translates, it was the idea of an invisible business. So I guess uh, I I sort of spent a bit of time uh, looking at different businesses. And when I came up with the concept of the the ideal business and, and the 10 criteria, which I've outlined in uh, in another podcast, which is how you can determine if your business is ideal. One of the things to sort of consider is, and for a lot of the criteria, uh, the idea of an invisible business. Now, normally, what would happen is you don't, you definitely don't want your business to be invisible in the sense of marketing. You want to be out there. You want people to see what's going, you know, know your brand, all that sort of stuff. But actually. The flip side of it is that there's some advantages in uh, in a business that that is invisible, and I'll just sort of I'll just uh, just stay with me. I'm just going to give you some maybe a different perspective on that. One of the things that I guess from being bankrupt before and having had businesses that have failed, um, it sort of really created a need for me to want to build businesses that. Uh, that I could, if I wanted to, if I went, okay, I've had enough, I could actually, uh, and I described it, I could turn the key off, pull the key out and walk away. Uh, if you've been in business before, uh, you've built businesses before, um, it's not a great feeling being trapped in a business. And this is, you know, so what happens is, and, and you can't see that, I guess it comes from having been in business and operated different businesses over the years, um, it's not a great feeling when you're in a business, you're not loving it, it's not really working for you, but you've just got to keep going. You've got to keep going. There's no option. And that could be because it could be um, it could be relating to the commitments that you've made, which could be uh, financial, you could have debt, you could have borrowed money against your house. Um, it could be because of the commitments you've made to other people, to partners, whatever it could be. So you end up in a business that, you know, from the initial idea, what it would look like, it's very romantic, this is what this business is going to do, love it, to somehow being stuck in a business you can't actually get out of and you don't want to continue with it. And so one of the ideas was looking at why is that when you're in a business and you're sort of stuck in it, why can't you just go, I've had enough and walk away? And how do you create a business where you could go at some point, either go, no, nah, that's it, it's not really right, I don't want to continue with it, 
or you've got the ability to stop, pause, reflect, and maybe change direction. And so that's where the idea of the invisible business sort of came about, was about having a business that would make it easier for that to take place if it was to be the case. And so when you look at uh, traditional business structures, I think with uh, the pandemic that we've all gone through in the last 18 months, there's been a big sort of shift towards non-physicality, uh, you know, and it was just forced upon forced upon businesses because of the lockdowns and the inability to circulate. And so there's a lot more acceptance of the ability to operate a business remotely. Uh, for, for the businesses that I run, it was always going to be, and it has always been like that. We've run all our businesses in the last 12, 13 years like that remotely uh, without physicality. So when I look at invisible business, I sort of look at, for me, it's an ideal sort of business. Even though, you know, if we look at the businesses, we provide real services to people. You know, the inspection business goes out to properties. Uh, we actually, it's a it's a on the ground service. It's not just an internet based business, but at the same time, sort of wanted to see if it was possible to create a business model that, uh, that provided the ability to uh, to be as flexible as possible and adapt when needed, if that ever was required. And so the invisible, the invisbiz name comes from that concept of the invisible business. And invisible starts from a lot of different directions. The first thing is uh, premises, uh, locations. You know, I've had, I know what that's like. I've had uh, manufacturing business with four factories. Uh, lots of physicality, uh, factories, leases, costs associated with it, security, maintaining, all that sort of stuff. Uh, takes a lot of effort, energy, time and money uh, in physicality of premises. So we don't have any premises in our businesses. You know, and it, you know, I, I'm really big on the area, in the area of sustainability. And for me, is it necessary for us to have a office? Um, and we don't. And so... The first thing about the invisible business is we don't have an office, and that often surprises people. You know, we've got a national inspection business, but actually no office, no physical premises. And so that enables us to, obviously it removes a significant cost. It eliminates, it it provides another opportunity, because when you're not based in a specific location, the idea of attracting people from any location just makes sense because no one's disadvantaged because everyone is effectively what you would call remote. So do you need premises? So it's a, it's a real, uh, it's a question to think about. Um, for in our business, we've, uh, and it's, if you move towards sort of a no premises model, or you might actually move towards a, you can got a sliding scale from full premises where you want all your staff to attend to the office every day. You might be in a business where you need premises to undertake what it is, the product or service that you deliver. So obviously that's needed. But do you need administration staff? Can you actually split those functions out? Um, and so by being able to, you know, our approach has been, you know, not to have offices. Uh, we don't, they're not necessary. And we've got a whole framework of infrastructure which enables us to do that. Uh, the plus side of not having that physicality, as I've mentioned, is that the team can be anywhere. And we've got team members located uh, all around 
this country, Australia, we've got team members overseas in various locations. So in essence, we've developed a business with an international footprint. We have yeah, staff all over the world. Uh, we have suppliers for key areas of the business all over the world. Uh, the UK, through different countries in Europe, through different countries in Asia, around Australia. And we also have uh, uh, clients. That enables us to service clients all around the world as well. So it gives you a bit of an advantage. So that invisibility relating to premises enables you to attract talent anywhere rather than thinking, because uh, if you think about the constraint you put on when you go, I want staff to come to my office, it's a very tight, what is it, within an hour, half an hour, as compared to anywhere on the planet. It's very different. The other part of being from an invisibility perspective is being paperless. And so one leads to the other. You know, if you don't have an office, you don't want to deal with paper. Um, papers, uh, you know, I don't know if you've actually thought about it before, but it's like a physical item that someone has to handle, has to file, has to put away, has to go and retrieve. And today there's no real need. I mean, there are some industries and some service lines where they they've moved away. They've moved a long way from, away from paper. And I think once again the pandemic uh, pushed things in that direction. But going paperless just makes things way more efficient. You know, you don't need to, you know saving costs and expenses relating to paper, printing, filing, storage, all that sort of stuff. So you know, not being physical in that regard means you can be paperless. As soon as you can be paperless, it gives you, it makes you look at platforms and systems that you'll need in order to operate a business like that. So it makes you look for applications and platforms and different software that fit together nicely to um, to do that. And I'm going to talk about the different, uh, one of the podcasts I'll talk about is the different applications that we use. We use over 20 applications across the business for different functions. And so you can see how it all sort of links together. Uh, being a little bit invisible, we don't have an office, means that we really don't want to store paper. You know, we always joke, we've got a post office box, but the amount of mail that we get, even though we've got a number of businesses in all different areas, is is minimal, and that's been through intent. Um, our team can be anywhere, you know, so it saves them having to drive in, park, get dressed to come to the office, all that sort of stuff. So that's great. They save time and money, uh, and it gives us the ability to be very adaptive. The other thing about that was, you know, building a business that's outside your zone, you know, in the sense a business that can be anywhere enables you to effectively spread your business in any location without having to think about the physicality aspects of it. And so when uh, when went national, when international with Invisbiz, it was easy to do because that's just our footprint. That's just how our businesses work. So it was quite simple to develop a business to go anywhere. And so all of a sudden, instead of being constrained by your local market, whether it's in your in your in your local area, in your town, in your state, your province, or in your country, you can actually provide deliver your service anywhere, which is quite uh, it's quite liberating thinking that you could provide a service in any location. Gives you a great opportunity, and that sort of enables you to niche in a bigger market rather than have to be a bit more a generalist in a smaller market, if that makes sense. 
So they, they're some of the things that uh, sort of drive, and, and this links in, and it might not be for everyone, but for me certainly a lot of the criteria uh, for me relating to having an ideal business are satisfied or are handled or boosted by the concept of, of an invisible business. And it enables uh, expansion and growth and the ability to expand in different locations without some of the normal constraints around the physicality. So think about uh, physicality. Is it needed? Do you need to have uh, things in your business? Because every time you have something, whether it's an office, whether it's furniture, whether they're vehicles, uh, office equipment, all that sort of stuff, it's something that someone's got to maintain, got to manage, got to look after, got to ensure, all that sort of stuff. You know, in, in essence, what we we do have, I guess, an office, but in a decentralized business model that we have, everyone has their office at home where they want to be based. And we provide them with tools, we help them with their equipment, uh, everyone gets set up really well to do that, and it makes it really easy to operate this type of business model like that. And like with everything, um, it takes a bit of practice. Uh, if it's if you if the concept of having this type of business appeals to you, if you looked at your current expenses and went, what would it look like for my business if I could move more towards an invisible business? What would that look like for you know? Because obviously, if you peel an expense out of your business, you could it. it go straight to the bottom line and part of it might be when you look at a physicality you might go from a different different way of scaling back some of those un- unnecessary expenses I had a client who previously worked with who had a very large office and location had all their staff there had filing cabinets there um, was in an industry that was just had paper everywhere uh, printing costs uh, photocopier costs, filing, all that sort of stuff was just the way it worked because it had been operating like that for years. And we worked with this client over a period of time to transition away from that physicality, ended up sort of uh, leaving that office, went down to a small boutique office with hot desks so staff could come in when they needed to, connect, uh, just with some two or three key personnel, actually got rid of all the paper, became paperless, So all the costs associated with managing paper, handling paper, filing paper just disappeared, uh, increased uh, profitability, uh, made delivering services to clients more effectively instead of being sort of based from a location, uh, could service clients more effectively from wherever that was, which eliminated travel time, the need for people to jump into a car and maybe drive 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So there were so many benefits out of uh, breaking away from what would be considered the traditional business model. Uh, but it was a big step. But at, at the end of the day, it made sense and it sort of linked into the client's uh, vision of what would be more ideal for him and for his business and how he wanted to evolve the business. So hopefully that gives you some insights into the idea of an invisible business um, you know, where I'm based, where I'm right now, I can do this, I can operate anywhere on the road with my businesses. I'm pretty isolated. I don't know where the nearest town from here is probably two or 300 kilometers uh, out in the middle of nowhere and can still actually operate, engage with my team, 
and uh, focus on the things that I love doing within the business without clutter. And I think that's one of the advantages of uh, it's quite liberating not to have too much head stuff that sits in your head that doesn't add any value because every time you've, you've we've got the capacity to really focus on so many things and when you've got a whole bunch of other things that you need to consider uh, it just takes that mental space as well as resources to to do that so hopefully that makes a little bit of sense where the concept and the name invisbiz came from um, and uh, it have a you know really encourage you to think about your own business and look at you know, could you move away from the physicality of a lot of different aspects of it, you know, for the benefit of um, attracting team members from anywhere, reducing your expenses, being a little bit more adapt- adaptable, flexible, and uh, having better control uh, in the event of the unknowns that take place in the marketplace. Thanks for joining me. Uh, trust you found that interesting different perspective and i look forward to catching up with you in the next podcast ciao for now